AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty into layering during the winter months, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So, Jonah... I was thinking about our guest today, and I was thinking about when we first met. Now, I know this has less to do with you and me and more to do with me and our guest, but I still wanted to talk about it, okay? So just give me a break. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, get into it. Okay. Well, I'm so excited about today's guest, and the way that I first met him was I was doing improv in Chicago. I was, you know, out of college for a few years doing improv in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, and I'm with all these Chicago improvisers, don't we think we're funny? And then all of a sudden, (laughs) this group of Detroit improvisers moves to Chicago and they are so much funnier than us. It's true. Our guest is kind of acting like, oh, that's true. And you know it. (laughs) (laughs) It includes our guest today. Tim Robinson was another one of the Detroit people. I mean, these people, they're just so much funnier than us in like such a real way. And then I one summer got to do a show in Detroit 
which I guess must have been after that. And I was like, whether they're in Chicago or Detroit, they're so much funnier than us. By the way, this is not meant to... I think Chicago improvisers are so funny. But Detroit improvisers are funny. So, Vanessa, what was funnier about... Was it like a different, like a longer form or shorter form or different sensibility or what made it funnier to you? They specifically, as people, were okay. better at comedy than us. They were just funnier humans. Yes. Okay. So I think the first thing we should do after we introduce our guests today is ask, why are they funnier? Yeah. Well, why don't you introduce them and then we can ask ourselves right now. That sounds great, Jonah. Our guest today is an actor, comedian, writer, producer. You may know him from playing Richard Splett on the HBO political comedy series Veep, co-creating and starring in the comedy series Detroiters with Tim Robinson. What about starring in the Apple TV series The After Party? (laughs) Or how about this? How about when he was nominated for a Primetime Enemy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series for his performance in Tess Lasso? Folks, you know him from that, but I know him from our days of improvising together in Chicago. Please welcome Sam Richardson. <laughs> you know, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if we're, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think truly Detroit improvisers. Like in Chicago, I feel everybody knows what improv is. So like when you're performing an improv show, everybody's like on board immediately. And in Detroit, that's not the case. So you have to like, just like (laughs) learn to become real good, real fast. Right. Because that's the only way it works. So like there's a whole bunch of people who are like, what is this? And you're like, trust me. And then, you know, (laughs) so like we we all like train this like hyperbolic chamber. (laughs) of no laughs for a long time until you like squeeze blood from a stone. That's my theory. (laughs) Yes. I feel like Tim has told me a similar thing, which is that like, yeah, we were performing at like Second City and IO, these places where it's like, everyone's kind of there to have fun. Whereas you guys were often... Well, you had a second city there, but you, what was the... So, second city, was first was in Detroit City proper, and it was in the Hockey Town Cafe, and it was, like, right across the street from Comerica Park, and, like, it was right, like, downtown, and, like, that, that was, like, where it started, and it was there for, like, 10, like, a little less than 10 years, and so there, it was, like, oh, this, like, cool small black box theater of, of Second City where, you know, you're in here, you're in our rules, and it's, like, it's fun and, and fun, you can, like, really comment on the city and all that stuff. Then it closed down and then reopened in Novi, which is a suburb. Which is where I did a summer doing Jusical the Musical in Novi. Oh, that's right. Yes. And Novi was, is like a very, very much the suburbs. And they were right above Andiamo Restaurant. It was an Italian restaurant. And there's uh, a club next door. Yeah. And I'm talking about anybody who came out there, they didn't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, it's like a big open space, which is not great for a small comedy. And wasn't there another place that you guys kind of would perform at a lot where you really had to prove, like... So then there was also Planet Ant Theater, which yeah. that one was like a, a night... The audience was like on board for, for in that space because it was like very, like, oh, very experimental, like, okay, theater okay, happens okay. there. And so, like, it was that plus comedy that, like, so... You know, that's where we got to like write our first shows and everything. Yeah. And and, like sort of get a feel for what our comedic voices were. It was like really, really, it was Planet Ant that like let us find out who our, what what our comedic voices are. And then Second City let us polish them in front of like a a paying, like a full proper paying audience. 
Yeah. Yeah. And here we are in Chicago in these like really nice big theaters where everyone knows what improv is. <laughs> everyone, that, people, like, people have flown to Chicago to see improv. <laughs> yeah. Right. <You> know? Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, I can't wait. <laughs> Sam, I don't know if you know this. I've done a little improv myself. It's not really a big deal. <laughs> I haven't been nominated for an Emmy or a primetime Emmy. But, you know, I had an experience where I took some improv classes at UCB. Yeah. I took one, my first class ever, it was a very long time with Anthony and Tamanik. It was great. And then I took a second one. It was very strange because we had our class show. We got a lot of laughs. And our teacher was upset that we didn't follow the game. We weren't playing the Del Close <laughs> thing. And it yeah. was so weird because I was like, okay, this is a comedy show. But they were so focused on the Del Close thing that like, our, our teacher was actually was kind of annoyed with us. And then I kind of yeah. never did it again. Cause I was like, this is, isn't it kind of supposed to make people laugh too? Like, did you, you have know, that kind of experience or was it more kind of free form for you? I mean, I get the idea of like, Oh, we want you to know the rules before you break the rules. Sure. Like, sure. Sure. Of course that, but like, also, I feel like what happens so much, and I'm not downing any of the theaters or anything like that, or at least I'm, I'm subtly doing that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it becomes so much about like the form of it, and then everybody just kind of like plugs themselves into it. But like the whole point of the form is just to like make somebody forget to, to like just make somebody lose and like kind of not worry about it. But if you're not worried about it and you're doing it, then you don't need the form, right? You know what I mean? As long as it works, right? But like the whole idea of like these like structures and all that is just to put some bones so you put meat on the bones and you can just kind of get in there and like be playful without having to worry about like how the structure of it works because the structure is already established but again like if you don't need that it's a crutch you know yeah 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 and in detroit we didn't like really like nail form every now and then somebody would, be, would, would like come back from a trip from chicago or like just read a book like, we've got to do uh, you know what I mean? We've got to do this form. We're like, yeah, sure. Ah, nah, we're, we're just going to, I'm just going to come in as a waiter and, and then like listen and respond. And like, I'm going to fall down a bunch and that's going to work. Mm -hmm. I also think in Chicago, it was, well, depending on like what improv team you were on or whatever, it was such a like big deal to like follow the structure. And again, I had the best time in Chicago and I learned so much in it you know, got me, you know, to where I am now and everything. But just thinking about some stuff that we would do, we would be like, yeah. we'll take a suggestion and it would be like, we would pretty much really do Harold's, which is like to the listener who's not super familiar with improv. It's like a structure of like an improv show that's like you get a suggestion and then you do you do like a loose, uh, like like a, a bunch of like word finding, like some sort of <laughs> open game to start out, or, or like some exercise. You're just walking around. Like if the suggestion is water, you're like, oh, ducks. Ponds. <laughs> you like walking around <laughs> scuba diving. <laughs> you know, sub. But while you're saying that, you have to be like pulling it from the air and doing really embarrassing stuff with your body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. A duck is in water. The waves. <laughs> and then, like, by the end of it, everyone's going like, tear drop, tear drop, drop, tear drop, tear drop, drop, drop. Drop, 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 drop the bass, and then you're in a club, and, you know, and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then you do like three scenes. Oh my god, I don't know how we did it because it's like it seems so hard now to do it and not be like, oh my god. So, and then you do three scenes that are like kind of loosely based on that, and like it'll be like coming out and being like, and then like sometimes no one's going out, and you just have to go out and be like, hey, Joe, big day at the office today. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Vanessa, your improv skills have only gotten sharper with, with time. It sounds like. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that is the reality of what it was like. That was it. <laughs> the, the initiation would be like, hey, Joe, oh, the office, it's, it's Greg's birthday, isn't it? <laughs> You're like, I forgot to get the cake for Greg's birthday. We have to bake a cake right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Let's bake it right now in the office. Okay. 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 We've got a sink. We've got. Uh, We've got a microwave. A microwave. I've got some flour in the kitchen, and I'll. I guess we'll flavor it with these onions <laughs> and seeds. <laughs> ha 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 ha. If, if you're lucky. <laughs> now, don't worry because you go, oh, the scene's over. That stinks. Absolutely not. We're going to come back to it in the second act. <laughs> so then yeah. you do three scenes that are like that, kind of unrelated, or they can be on the same theme. Yeah, exactly. Or they could be exactly so moving forward in time a little bit, like after the cake, oh, the cake didn't go well, or he got sick. And then that's the, then you're doing that for another five minutes. Yeah. Now, between that, so you do three scenes in a row, and then there's another game where you go like, you would maybe want to pick up on what was the suggestion it was duck water and then duck was my what it came from oh right 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 water so then the next thing maybe someone goes on stage and goes glug 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 <laughs> and then people start like harmonizing with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and everyone's, and, everyone's, <laughs> and everybody's doing everyone's one doing and it's a, kind of a dance <laughs> Because the idea being it's a real palate cleanser. (laughs) Right, that's right. That's right. It's supposed to be a palate cleanser. (laughs) And then you come back to the three scenes. And yeah, like you said, Sam, like when you get to that scene about the cake in the office, then it's like Joe's like, hmm, this cake looks really good. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tries it and he's like, guys. Guys, you know I'm allergic to onions, right? And they go, oh, shit. (laughs) And then it's like, then why did you eat the cake? And he goes, I didn't think onions would be in a cake. Everyone laughs. Someone runs across the stage because that's the end of the scene. (laughs) That's how you edit. That's how you edit. Someone has to run across the stage, which is also (laughs) It's also really hard to be that person I've always found who edits the scene because it's like you're basically like also you can't let people sit out there and improvise for too long because then they look stupid. But it's hard because you have to run across yeah exactly you have to like do this like light jog (laughs) across the stage to show the audience and the players like all right and that's it it's a wipe yeah that's so that's the end of that scene and who doesn't look extremely cool doing a light jog Uh, so then (laughs) now you've done those three scenes again then you do another game which is like the last game for this one. Sometimes it'd be like somebody would like initiate that you're at a water talk show and everybody would be like a guest on that thing. Sometimes. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. So everybody's included because like you, you typically you have like, oh, so with all these things, they're doing three different scenes per act. Let's say it's a three act thing. Right. So like, so you, we, we'll do our office scene, but somebody else is doing, you know, a mother daughter scene going to, a, you know, a park and then somebody else is doing a scene in 
in a womb. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, that sort of third act, a pre third act sort of group thing is just includes everybody, another palate cleanser, and maybe incorporates like little bits and things from what you've done, or it just like doesn't at all. And it, you know, so that's a uh, good idea. So you're saying like maybe the, the third game is like an underwater or like an aquatic talk show where like the characters from the other scenes in the show come on? Well, I wouldn't do because a third act usually right. has everybody and then they like sometimes like weave in between, right? Right, right. Yes. Oh man. This is me <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> Same here. Oh my gosh. I feel like our listeners are getting just a master class in improv. Well, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's really like if you were gonna move to Chicago or Detroit and learn improv, now you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To we this. just saved you five years of grind. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Just practice that, you know, in your some comfortable space in your home. Yeah, exactly. Enough space to sort of be able to lie out. Two people can lie head to toe, head to toe. And, you know, I mean, have space. That's about as much space as you need and a back line. And then you're ready to go. Okay, we've really set some people up here. Now, before we go to our first commercial (laughs) break, can I just bring up one other thing that happens? Yes. Which is that, a couple improv teams might do heralds, and then there's this thing called the dream. I'm so sorry, oh. Sam. Oh my god! <laughs> the dream is this thing where you pick an audience member, you single them out, you bring them on stage, and you go, "Tell us about your day." And oh. they're like, uh, "I had." <laughs> By the way, it seems like I feel like I'm shitting on Chicago improv and I actually love it and I don't that's not how I mean this. I just I'm looking back lovingly. Looking back lovingly. Okay, someone's like on stage. Okay, so Jonah, like imagine we would like bring you up on stage. Okay, Jonah, we're gonna do it to you now. Okay. Jonah, well, I guess it's morning, so you haven't had a full day. Tell us about your day yesterday. You don't really have to I won't take a long time with this, but Okay, yeah. Like what did you have for breakfast? Woke up, I had some cereal for breakfast, took my dog for a walk, came home, did some work, and then And uh, what do you do for work, sir? uh, Yeah, exactly. What is it you do for work? Another person would come out and like kind of interrupt. Oh okay, yeah, and what is it that you uh, do for work? to get on stage so they're like I gotta think of a question gotta think of a question for this guy okay Okay, I'm a therapist oh wow Mm -hmm. wow that's really Mm -hmm. cool okay as someone who does improv all day that's really cool okay (laughs) sorry just kidding (laughs) wow interesting interesting cool cool and okay so you you went to your job did you see clients or is is there anyone you work with that you know what i mean who who annoys you or that you really like (laughs) (laughs) just a regular day and then i I came home and then played with my dog some more okay you played with your dog did you eat dinner i did eat dinner yes okay Uh, uh, one quick question Uh, what are your dog's names A dog's name is Lupin. Okay, Lupin. dog's Lupin. Okay. Like the flower. Okay. The flower okay, got it. Thief. Got it. Like the flower. <laughs> or the, the thief. Yes. Okay, and then you had dinner. What did you have for dinner? I had mashed potatoes. Okay, you had mashed potatoes. And then did you watch any TV or anything like that? I watched the news. You watched the news. Mm-hmm. While I ate mashed potatoes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. You know what? This is your dream. Okay, so then we do Jonah's dream. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Someone is just... Wow. 
okay, wait, what did you have for breakfast? Cereal. Time for cereal. <laughs> <laughs> arf, 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 arf. Lupin. Arf, arf, arf. Lupin, please be quiet. I have to go to work. Walk, 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 walk to work. Hmm. I'm having so many problems today, Jonah. Uh, it's just like uh, the the week has been so weird and like just I'm having problems with my mother and my father well here's what you should do you should talk to them hmm that's a good idea okay work 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 and then everyone on stage is work 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 (laughs) (laughs) well it's time to go home walk 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 arf 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 lupin okay I'll take you for a walk (laughs) walking 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 okay finally time to have dinner hmm what should I have? I'd come out and I'd be the fridge. I'd be like, empty, 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 empty. Mashed potatoes. Empty, 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 empty. And then I go, <laughs> uh, I guess I have one choice. And then everyone on the stage goes, mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> and then I go, well, I guess I'll turn on. Did you say you watch TV? You're not supposed News. to ask the well, it's time to turn on the TV and then uh, someone who hasn't gotten the last stage time walks on stage <laughs> Clearly this is their last chance to do something. And in the news tonight, a lot of things happening in the world and that's the news. And then I go, okay, now I'll go to sleep. Sleeps. Sleep. 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 And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Jonah's dream. Ah, wow. And the audience laughs. If it's Chicago, the audience laughs and The claps. audience laughs, laughs, laughs. Maybe some other places the audience yeah. goes. You know, maybe some here too. Maybe. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> that was your exact dream last night. Okay, and with that, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Sam Richardson. <laughs> Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions. Beyond Zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality, and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles. And electrified doesn't just mean plugified either. Toyota offers more low and zero emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. 
And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. But it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society, giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified-vehicles slash beyond-zero-vision. Toyota. Let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. And we're back from commercial break. Back from commercial break. Sam, I had a quick question for you. You know, Vanessa did the Second City Touring Company, did some cruise ship stuff. Did mm-hmm. you do any kind of touring stuff when you were kind of cutting your teeth in the biz? I did. I performed at Second City Detroit. Then I worked on a cruise ship. Actually, that is where I first met you, Vanessa, because you were on the ship with Brett oh. and Chris, and we met in Miami for like, up to about like a day. And then I moved to Chicago after that. I was on the ship for a year. Okay. You were on a ship for a year? I did two contracts. I did five months and, uh, and then home for a month and five more months then moved wow. to Chicago. Wow. Okay. 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 So we actually met on a cruise ship. But I'm talking about for a day in Miami, because like it, the way the ship was we were docked in Miami. Yeah, exactly. So like we were, we were at, oh, I can't remember where, but one of my oldest and best friends, Brett Gunnell, was in your cast. Right. So I, I went to meet up with him and then I was introduced to you and Chris Witoski and uh, Brett Lyons. Lyons. Right. And who's your first? Molly Durand and our music. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the tall yeah. guy. The tall the guy. The tall guy. Yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. very talented. And I truly can't believe I'm blanking on his name. It wasn't John Edwardowski, was it? No, it wasn't John Edwardowski. But I, I worked with him when I did Jusical the Musical. Uh-huh. Vanessa, you have a poster of the whole cast of this ship somewhere. Well, there was one in our, in our grandparents', <laughs> grandparents yeah. apartment. And in our parents' house. Yeah. The laminated poster of that cast and musical director whose name we're blanking on was in my parents' house and my grandparents' apartment. So, yeah. So, Sam, you did a five-month contract. You said, this is pretty cool. I'm going to do it again. Did you think, like, this could just be my thing? Or you after a year, you were ready to move on? Well, I went to the ships because I was trying to move out to Chicago to do Second City. Or I, I, actually, really, I wanted to go to Vegas because I was like, that's going to be the coolest job you can possibly have. Because there was have. a Second City in Vegas then right there was there was for me i was like 21 and i was like this could be the best job a 21 year old could have is like to live in vegas and like work you know as an adult i'm like now i'm like that would have been the death of me and like (laughs) but i I really wanted to do second city vegas you know because like oh the idea of second city main stage in chicago that's lofty but vegas is like accessible i want to do that of course i want to tour so i went to work on the cruise ship and while i was on the first cruise ship second city detroit closed so then I was going to move to L.A., but I was like, all right, well, I'll just do another cruise ship to kind of figure out what I'm going to do. In the meantime, I was just like work on this cruise ship, did the cruise ship. Then they hired me to the touring company. So I moved to Chicago, toured for two years and then got hired to the main stage and then did two years on the main stage before I moved up to L.A. And that's my Chicago incredible. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, Vanessa, you understudied my touring company, Greenco, and we had right. the best time because you, you came in for Lily for like a week on a tour. And I, that's why I was like, oh, my God, Vanessa's the funniest and the absolute best. Cause <laughs> I feel like that was so fun. And was I stealing stuff left and right on that <laughs> tour, too? Because <laughs> remember how I love free stuff? Just love free stuff. <laughs> Oh, this soap. It's so free. (laughs) (laughs) There were always a lot of extra bottles of water that I'm like, no one's going to take these. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I can't just like let these sit here. It mustn't waste. Wait, your ship was also docking in Miami. Was it your first cruise ship or your second cruise ship? It was my first first cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. It was the uh, Norwegian uh, Pearl. Oh, great. I remember the Pearl. I remember Mm -hmm. the... Okay, so we met on the cruise ships first. Okay, I thought we met in Chicago first. I got that wrong. Unless I met you when we were like auditioning, but I'm pretty sure it was... Brett introduced me to you. I bet. I bet. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Such funny Detroit guys. Look at us now. (laughs) Here we are. My own recording studio here. Yeah. For listeners who didn't hear, I thought that Sam was in a recording studio, but he said he's just in a room that has a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of junk. A lot of junk. (laughs) A lot of toys on the wall, actually. It really looks cool to me. I'm sitting on the floor of my guest bedroom. Go ahead, Jonah. I was going to say, you know, Sam, speaking of toys. Here comes a seamless transition. (laughs) (laughs) We reached out to you about topics. You picked a great one, which is action-packed television shows like Power Rangers, Thundercats, Ninja Turtles. And I'm just curious, like, why did you kind of pick this topic? Were you really into these shows growing up? Do you still watch them? What's behind that for you? I was obsessed with these things. Like, they they really did, like, they were my whole life. Like, you know, Ninja Turtles, (laughs) Power Rangers. Like, when when they asked the question, I was like, well, what are things? And, like, (laughs) it took me a second because, like, I'm still really into these things. So, it's like, what's something that shaped my childhood as I sit on, like, a Ninja Turtles chair? (laughs) And... And look at my wall of Power Rangers. And I was like, oh, well, and I was like trying to think of like other stuff. I was like, well, but no, these things truly are what like shaped me. And I was like so obsessed with them. As a kid, I lived in Ghana for a while, uh, you know, back and forth. But like in first grade and second grade, I lived in Ghana. I would have like all these tapes of stuff. And, like, the tapes would be of, you know, Ninja Turtles or, like, you know, movies, but, like, a a lot of, like, G.I. Joe and, like, He-Man and Thundercats. And so, like, I would just watch these on repeat. And, like, now I have, like, this encyclopedic knowledge of, like, you ask me a question about Thundercats, I can tell you anything about it. (laughs) I was a Thundercat for Halloween. I was lying over Halloween, like, a few years ago. I was Skeletor this past Halloween, you know. Wow. I got into martial arts because of Ninja Turtles, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that's why I picked it because it's it, it even still I'm I'm like actually they are legit good movies, <laughs> and I agree I, I agree with myself. Sam, I was in a punk band in college for a few years, and we we're called Mumra. Ooh, the ever living. That's incredible. Now, to people who aren't super familiar with Thundercats, can you explain that name? Yes. So the Thundercats were this humanoid cat people from this planet called Thundera. And their world is being destroyed, so they left their planet and landed on this place called Third Earth. So then they were trying to make a new world there on Third Earth. There were about seven Thundercats who were like the, the last surviving members of Thundera, led by Lion-O with the Sword of Omens, which was the like sort of symbol of the Thundercats, but it was like oh, this power, magical power sword that held the Eye of Thundera, which was the uh, a like a magic jewel 
that was the source of the Thundercats' powers, essentially. And so the Thundercats, essentially, the Thundercats, like, being... The name, I'm assuming, comes from, like, dinosaurs being thunder lizards, but these are Thundercats. Got it. But they weren't huge. They were, like, human-sized, but, like, very strong humans. Like, very big humans, but they were, like, had cat features. Right. Okay, okay. Well, I was actually asking about the name Mumra, but I, I didn't... Oh, but Mumra was, like, a mummy. He was, like, a mummy sorcerer, evil sorcerer. So he's Mumra, but then he, like, turned into, like, a big version of Mumra, who was, like, very muscular, but he was very, like, Egyptian-themed. Okay, so okay. So he had, like, yep. snakes. And like he was, yeah, <laughs> that's Mum-Ra. And Ra being the, the, the god of the, the Egyptian sun god. That's never like pointed out in the show because that's not really what he is. But I think it's just something that sounded <laughs> very, you know, and they were like, what's his name? Uh, Mummy-Ra. Like, uh, Mum-Ra. And it's good. <laughs> <laughs> cool name. Imhotep. Cool name, Jonah. You guys used it in your... Yeah, no one knew what, really what it was. I feel like very few people got that reference. And this is probably early 2000s, yeah. <laughs> I've been all over and that. And interesting that you picked the villain yeah i don't know hmm i don't know how that happened i don't remember ancient spirits of evil that was what we'd say you say ancient spirits of evil <laughs> transform this decayed form to mumra the ever living and then he turned like huge wow amazing wow so you watched these shows a lot growing up when did you move to the u.s or, or back to the u.s so i, I moved back after second grade. So I was there for first and second grade. So that would have been like 1992 is when I came back to the, or 93 is when I like moved back to the States, back to Detroit. And like, you know, this whole time I've just been watching and watching and watching. And like that's around then is also like when Power Rangers came out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And it was like aimed right at my chest. Cause like I was, how, how old would I have, would I have been? Uh, I, would, I would have been like eight, seven or eight years old. Yeah. And, uh, I just you see like these. <laughs> I remember that the toy commercials and then the the, the Fox like uh, I was watching Fox and like the commercial for Power Rangers came out and I was blown away. I was like, "What is this? How?" And like the idea they were teenagers was like so cool because I was like, "Oh man, when right. I grow up, I'm gonna be exactly like that, and I'm gonna have powers, and I'm gonna be able to morph and transform. It's gonna be morphing time. Never happened for me." <laughs> so you were at the perfect age for that. I never thought about them as being... Did they fight a lot? The Power Rangers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would fight the putties first, like, so the, the tears. So the Power Rangers, the idea is, like, Rita Repulsa is released from her prison on the moon after 10,000 years ago, put in this tomb by Zordon on the moon. And then, like, there's a, a, a mission to the moon that uh, the U.S. takes or whatever the world takes, and then they find this this thing and they, they, they take the top off of it and it releases Rita and her evil forces. And so Zordon finds five young people, teenagers with attitude and brings them to the command center and gives them these power coins that then turn them into the Power Rangers. And so then they can transform and they can protect the earth from the evil forces of Rita. And so they would fight the putties, which were her like goons that were made of clay. They'd fight them, but then like they would make monsters out of clay who would be like Pudgy Pig or Madam Woe or, you know what I mean, a nasty knight. And they would fight them first with their blade blasters, then use their power weapons. If that didn't work, then they would, she would make them huge, you know, building size. So then they would call their power zords, which were these like robot dinosaurs. And then they'd come out and then the, the robot dinosaurs didn't do it. Then they could combine the robot uh, dinosaurs and make the megazord, ah. which would then fight the giant monster uh, with his power sword, which came from the sky and would always win the day. Of course, of course. And what do you think you loved so much about 
that show and that show in particular, but also all of these kind of action-packed sort of magical adventure shows. Huh. Yeah, I've never thought about it. Uh, (laughs) So I had gotten into martial arts because of Ninja Turtles. So like, (laughs) (laughs) Jonah, did you get into martial arts because of Ninja Turtles? I did take Taekwondo classes around that age. I I don't know directly, (laughs) but I'm sure it it was influenced probably by my favorite Ninja Turtle, Donatello. Yes, Donatello from the movie is my favorite Donat is my favorite Ninja Turtle. But usually, Leonardo's is my favorite. Period. Yeah, got it. I find like. I'm most like the two of them. However, like I feel like as a person, I'm a little <laughs> bit of all four of them in some way. You know what I mean? All four of them make one Sam. Yes. But like a Same fourth. here because I love pizza. You know what I mean? That's the main <laughs> thing. I'm a party dude, but I also do machines. Sometimes I lead, but I'm also ru- I'm cool but rude. Which one is funny? So that depends. Michelangelo's the funny one in the movies. In, in the, the movie. cartoon, uh, Raphael is the sarcastic funny one. Uh, That's so weird that they switched that. Yeah. But because in the movie, Raphael is the brooding, you know what I mean, like right. upset one. So he's so his idea is like the prodigal son. Like he doesn't feel like he's knit with the group because he's t- teen. He's like the most teen angsty one. So like he like is really trying to find himself, and so like he leaves the group a little bit, and then that's kind of like the the push pull. And so with that, then you have like Michelangelo and Donatello are like the, the sort of like comedic duo, where Michelangelo is just like jokes, 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 gags. Donatello <laughs> sits back and he's. Is like very like quippy, but Leonardo is like the leader, and he's like a little dorky, but he's trying to like keep his brothers together. Uh, but meanwhile, fight with Raphael because he's like, I'm trying to keep us together, and he's like, you don't, you're not the boss of me, and so like that's essentially the. It's just a very, it's a very good film. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're talking watch about it. the original film, the 1990, yeah, that had the song "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, that's Go" from two. That's from Ninja Turtles two. Oh. Was there an original song from the first one? And can you sing it? Turtle Power? Turtle Power. That's right. Yeah. So it yeah. was a, a rap song. I can't remember the name of the guy who did it. But I remember so well, because it would come out at the end of the movie. Uh, on the half show. Anyway, anyway the, guy would, <laughs> the guy would rap and he would like explain the plot of the movie, <laughs> you know, like, like, which is what like rap songs in those days. It would just, at the end of the movie, the, the person would rap a thing that would explain the whole movie that you just <laughs> yeah. saw. <laughs> but you just but saw like, it. You just saw it. You know what I mean? Like and like clearly he saw it. And they like, let him see it. And they was like, oh, I'll take it on some notes. And then that's what the rap would be about. <laughs> it was, it's not thematic. It's just directly Wikipedia. It was like Wikipedia before Wikipedia. It's just a synopsis of the It's just a synopsis. <laughs> this is incredible. So it was by this hip-hop duo from New York called Partners in Crime. Yes. Crime is spelled K-R-Y-M-E. <laughs> Oh, and that itself is a crime. And it's an acronym for Keep Rhythm, Your Motivating Element. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and you know they were like, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Partners in crime. This and Ninja Turtles, we're going to take it off. But my favorite thing about it, which was also uh, I hated, is he would explain the movie, but he'd get it so wrong. <laughs> like He described all of them. He was like, uh, this part like, and Raphael, he's the leader of the crew. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's specifically <laughs> not. He's not the lead. He's very much not the leader. <laughs> it's like, maybe we should be listening to someone who can spell crime correctly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was clearly a mistake. They're like, no, actually what it stands for, it, what it stands for is keep rhythm. And not even rhyme. Is it rhythm? <laughs> it's keep rhythm your motivating element. Your motivating element. Like, how do you even do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I a couple of years ago, I was killing some time at a Walmart, and they had 
Sam, I don't know if you remember, the Ninja Turtles video game, which was huge. Oh, oh and how? <laughs> and they had, like, you know how now you can buy, like, arcade games? Mm-hmm. And I was playing it, I was going some time, and then, like, part of me was like, I should buy this. <laughs> like, And then I feel like I, I couldn't really do it and probably would not be good for my productivity. But that was an incredible game, don't you think? It was an incredible game. You can buy it now. They have, like, the little mini, it's called one-up games, where they, it's like a little mini box. That's what I was playing. Ah, yes. yeah, yeah. Do you have it? I don't. It's like one of those things where, like, I could buy it for myself. But I'm like, huh, I got to find a special occasion. And, I, and so yeah. it just stays at the store. Yeah. But I, I want one very much. I want that and I want an NBA Jam oh, yeah. arcade machine. They just released... Maybe a little bit ago, a game called Revenge of the Shredder Ninja Turtles. So it's like very throwback to the old like arcade Ninja, Ninja Turtles games. And it's like a multiplayer game you can play with your friends online. And you can be the four turtles plus two more. So you can be a total of six people. And you're just like going through side scroll fighting. It's so much fun as like a full almost 40 year old adult man. Oh my gosh. Playing with my other almost 40 year or, or 40 plus adult men friends or friends and like playing as Ninja Turtles and like calling out the guy who you are. And, and like, <laughs> I'm I'm Leo because I I'm I, I'm most like him, <laughs> and then we play through the levels. <laughs> but it's great, Ninja Turtles: Revenge of the of the Shredder. Okay, or Return Re, Return or Revenge of the, of the Shredder. But if you like that original game, you'll have a blast with this because it, it really much is that. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to check it out for sure. Vanessa, maybe you could get it for me. What's the name of it again? Well, you know, it's, it's that time of the year. <laughs> People are giving gifts. Ninja Turtles: Revenge of the of the Shredder. It's a downloadable game. Probably costs like what? Yeah, don't seem like you buy it for yourself. Fun. I can probably afford that for myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's easy. You know, we did an episode last year about the Ninja Turtles, and we talked about this thing that that no one really remembers. And I feel like I want to throw it out there to see if you remember it. (sighs) Yep. Hostess made these Ninja Turtle custard pies. Yes. You remember those? I absolutely do. Okay. I absolutely incredible. Agree. Jonah was really into those. Like I love them because I think they were they were apple, but it had like green on the inside. It was supposed to be like the the slime. Yeah, Jonah, is this so nice for you? Because I feel like our guest, when you brought this up, did not remember them. There's not even a lot on the internet about these. Like they're kind of yeah. kind of an obscure '80s kind of hostess promo thing. I wonder if they were bigger in the Midwest, maybe because we're from. Oh, maybe. Maybe because, like, yeah, I, f- I feel like those like factory made snacks <laughs> really, <laughs> really took hold in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we had them at school. You had like a little snack bar, and you could buy them at school. And I remember like when they had the custard Ninja Turtle ones, like the fluorescent ones. That was I was all about those. Yep, I love them. Because that's the thing. Like for me, if you put Ninja Turtles on anything, like I'm talking about that, that branding and marketing worked hook, line, and sinker on me. I was like, well, I've got because the guys eat this. Right, you know? right, right. So, like, I would... I The guys meaning the turtles? Being the Ninja Turtles, yes. The four <laughs> brothers. <laughs> so you thought any food that was branded like Ninja Turtles was stuff that they actually ate? <laughs> yeah, and I was like... they would. Eat. I, was like, I mean, that's what a kid would think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was like, I eat their cereal. I gotta eat the hostess pies. I'm talking about I was all about Pizza Hut pizza because, like, it was it was at the beginning of the first, like, VHS tape. The, it was a commercial for Pizza Hut. I was like, well, I gotta eat Pizza Hut while I watch Ninja Turtles. And like in Detroit, Pizza Hut wouldn't deliver to my house. It was only Domino's. So like I had to get Domino's and like kind of begrudgingly eat it. But I was like, ah, but I'm eating this and watching the turtles. <laughs> you thought, sorry, I feel like I'm I'm like kind of like t- trolling you, but <laughs> you know, I'll troll you me. You're trolling a seven-year-old child. A- <laughs> 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 because there was a pizza commercial before, before 
the show. Well, because they were eating pizza, so you're like, oh, it must be this pizza. And it was on the VHS tape like before. So like Oh, I just it was memorized. on like not the tape that you recorded it on, but like the VHS tape that you bought. The one sold. Okay, by, that logic you know makes I mean? sense to me. By yeah, the way, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry I'm questioning <laughs> your seven-year-old logic. Now, just to go back really quickly. <laughs> You were saying, I was asking you about like what you think you loved about these shows so much. And you were saying you you took martial arts because of them. But I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's, it's like very active. And like it was like a very clear sense of like justice and like right and wrong and like physically like implementing justice, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So as a kid, I felt it was very appealing, especially very appealing to me. It was like, oh, these are like these warriors of right. Like with this ancient <laughs> justice. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a very clear form of evil. And like, you know, the, the evil is very obvious. And then like these people are implementing these, these powers from elsewhere that they're using. Cause like, there's the same reason why like, I liked Superman as a kid. It was like, you know, there was nothing that could happen that wasn't solvable by him, you know? Yes. Yeah. Or it's like, and I love Batman, but Batman was very reactionary. Like something would happen and then he'd go and he'd, he'd like figure out and beat up the person who did it. But Superman would stop the thing from happening, you know? Right. And it I was never the same for like all that. these shows. It's like something was happening and they'd go and they'd, go and they'd stop it in time. You know what I mean? Before it became a problem, or it was in the middle of becoming a problem, they'd stop it. You know what I mean? So it was like very active and not reactive. Yeah. That appealed to me as a kid, at least. But even still, like that's what, uh, uh, for the cartoons, you know what I mean? It, that, that was the thing. And like for He-Man, and also, also like this, this duality for like He-Man was, was great because he was like this, this wimpy thing, but then he became the most powerful man in the universe when he like held his sword up and then said, I, I have the power. Right. And like, it was just like, the, the things were like very powerful and very strong, you know? Yeah. With a little kid, you're like, oh. and I was like a very wimpy little skinny little little kid so like (laughs) the idea of like being ultimately powerful totally even as a little boy i was like i demand power and i got that that's incredible (laughs) that's so great i was just gonna say like with power rangers i didn't realize that like in their off time they're like cool teens yeah and there's probably also something really cool about them having all this power but also on their time off that's kind of how I always felt when I would watch Roundhouse on Nickelodeon do you remember because it would be like they'd be doing sketch comedy and playing all these like wacky characters and then at the end they'd just like be wearing knee pads and rollerblades and just kind of like hanging out and I was like I bet they're gonna go like they're gonna go like eat pizza and like have the best time because they're such cool teens (laughs) exactly they're the coolest teens Tommy and Jason are like doing martial arts in the in the youth center (laughs) you know you know Zach is also doing but he's also doing hip hop keto and uh, <laughs> uh, Trini's doing Tai Chi and Billy's like inventing something and Kimberly is doing gymnastics like that was like and you're like oh that seems the best place to hang out and I want to be one of them and among them and they're at the juice bar hanging out with Ernie so cool <laughs> Bulk and Skull are like trying to pick on them but I don't know why Bulk and Skull picked they were trying to pick on Billy and like and that would work but I'm like Billy you are a superhero but that's the fun part because like he's, yeah. he's like yeah. a nerd and getting beat up but then like he can transform and then turn into the Blue Ranger and like fight the, the world's greatest threats the duality the duality do you ever watch because it seems like they remake a lot of these cartoons now like me and my wife were watching an old cartoon and then where it's like there's like a new version like Strawberry Shortcake or Muppet Babies where like everything's like kind of this weird like 3D CG, like, like, yeah. CGI and it's like to me I'm like me and my wife we were just saying this the old cartoons are so much better right they're so much better I, I, I like I, I go back because like, like, sometimes you feel like oh well, I'm just being an old man I'm like oh well my back in my day things were right. but then you, you watch and you're like no this was 
it was truly better. I mean, some some of the things are nostalgic. Like, like He-Man, like, as an animated show, truly not incredible because you could see, like, they were, like, saving money because they, they, they would, like, reuse a lot of cells and stuff like that. <laughs> but but even still, like, even the world they built was very cool and advanced like because they, they mixed, like, Viking culture with, like, technology and, like, with sort of, like, these, like, eroticism, <laughs> truly. <laughs> like, they're all wearing, like, tights, but also, like, armor and, like, these <laughs> huge belts and, like, fur. And they'd be, and, like, you know, or not even tights, but just, like, thongs and then, like, bare legs <laughs> and but big boots with fur on the boots. And you're like, that's sexy, <laughs> you know? They did, it, they did that for us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On one of our episodes, we played the new Muppet Babies song. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, the old one's like so iconic. And then the new one's yeah. like this woman being like, Muppet Babies. <laughs> 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 now the has gone true. Like, it's like so like, no, don't so do that. Yeah. That's how I'm remembering it, Jonah. I, no, I, you're right. That's very accurate. It was like this classic kind of doo thing. And then they yeah. remade it into this weird pop. Oh thing. no! It originally, yeah. it was like my babies. Like that was like it was. Yeah. It's like bop be doobie wop. But that wasn't like what was the modern music at that time because like right. that right. came out in the eighties. So it wasn't yeah. like of the time. So they make that poppy. You have to make that. They got to make a disco song. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do the new Muppet song, Muppet Babies. Oh. Totally. My God. Totally. Yeah. It sounds like they were not keeping rhythm. They're motivating <laughs> thing. Whatever. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, now. Mo- motivating element. Yes, motivating element. Incredible callback. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. It seems like I'm trolling you now. If I'm going to just sidestep for one second, that we're yeah. backstep. So I got so into the Power Rangers. Me and my friend Lamar, we would like make our own Power Rangers show because we, we'd been through it. And we watched oh, Power Rangers in so through cute. well past when we should have been watching it. You know what I mean? Well, well, to the point when we were like, oh, no, we if we were going to be, become Power Rangers in real life, we it would have happened now because we are the actual age. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Just holding on. <laughs> we had the, the, the Power Morphers, like the toys. And we'd always keep them on ourselves and the idea was like here's the thinking if for some reason in the universe it becomes real and a monster attacks by transitive property <laughs> our morphers should work and then we will also become power rangers like we <laughs> so just have it on you just in case because <laughs> you don't want to be without it and then if it works and only one of us has it and it works you'll be so mad so have it <laughs> and be ready we're so obsessed with it did you ever feel like it was starting to work and you were like, wait a second? Like, oh, I think it's just gonna be the one. Oh, no. Ah, damn it. <laughs> it's more for time. Ooh, that was the closest. That's as close as it's been yet. That's the closest it's been. <laughs> I think like my shoes started to change, but I wasn't looking down at them, so I'm not sure. Okay. 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 So it got close. Got, got pretty close. close. But then I got so into it that I discovered that Power Rangers came from this Japanese thing called Sentai. These were Japanese action shows that for the America, what they did was they took the action parts of it, cut it, and then put American actors in the off-costume parts. So very, so they made Power Rangers for very cheap. In Japan, these were like huge budgeted, like big shows with like explosions and like all the fight scenes would be like humans and then people in costumes. It was like very big. It was like, but then the, the Haim Saban took that and then made it Power Rangers. And so like, and they like tremendously underpaid everybody. And like, it Whoa. was like, very cheap. I found out about it. So I got my hands on the tapes. I had, my, I had my dad order the VHS tapes with Japanese with English subtitles. So subbed. Being obsessed, I watched this show called, it was called Zhu Ranger. 
and I knew everything about it. So I got so deep into it. And then like, I would like know all the theme songs to the, the Sentai shows. So like Zoo Ranger and, 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 wow. <laughs> and like Go Go Five and Die Ranger and all these things. Because I was like obsessed. And like even still, I'm like, I just like know them. I so, like, like start to try and learn Japanese to like know how to watch these shows better and then get into anime and all that stuff. Anyway, that's the obsession. I was obsessed. Well, <laughs> if anyone could have morphed into a Power Ranger in real time, it would have been you and your friend. I still think I will be able to. <laughs> Do you still carry that thing? I usually have it like right there. I wish I, I might have put it away because somebody was coming over the house and I was like embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what if a force of evil is trying to sabotage you and hit it? I mean, that's right. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> probably pretty important to locate that thing before right. it gets into the wrong hands. <laughs> so as an adult, I then got this limited edition Green Ranger Dragon Dagger. So I have this thing and it's a gold plated and it's like an adult version of the toy prop. Whoa! And the Green Ranger, who was like the ultimate cool power ranger, who came in later into the season and like was like was rocking everybody's socks off and then had the dragons over which introduced like a new thing. So Whoa. Like, <laughs> Whoa. he had the dragon deck and he'd use this to call his dragon zord. How does this work? Like a flute? And like when he would do that, he would like play this like dagger as like a flute and he would call the dragon zord and then the dragon zord would come and it was like this big gi giant robot dragon that would <laughs> fight alongside the Megazord. And then there's a big deal when he, when they both transformed into one, they became a dragon Megazord. But I had this toy. And then, so I got this thing as an adult. I keep on saying as an adult. And I, and I, and I mean it, cause I am as an adult, I am an adult, I swear. <laughs> but like, you know, I still have like all this like, memorabilia and stuff because like, Bandai who's, who makes the toys, they know that like my generation grew up watching stuff. So that, now they're like, and they call it the legacy line. Like, and here's the legacy morphers. Yep. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to buy it. Of course I am. There's no way. So I do have the legacy morpher, like the new one. And I sent my friend Lamar, who lives in England now. I was always a blue ranger. He was always a black ranger. So I sent him the black rangers like morpher. Just be like, hey, remember this and our power coins. So we're still... And We're was he so excited when be. he got it? He was so excited. Because, I mean, I'm about, it was our life. You know what I mean? Like, we were obsessed. Because we would go, especially in the summertime, we would go, like, one week at his house, one week at my house, back and forth all summer, you know? And I'm talking about, like, watching Power Rangers or watching, you know, anime or watching, like, whatever. And then, like, coming up with our own, like, Power Rangers shows and all that. So it was such an important part of our lives that, like, sending him this thing was like, oh, it's just like a crystallization of what our childhood was. Oh, and then on a sad note, the guy who played the Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, just passed maybe a few weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. So, and like he took, because he took his own life. And it was really the saddest thing because like it was such an like, important part of me growing up. I like remember like the first time he came up on there. It, this was just maybe a, a few weeks ago. And so like me and my, my friend Lamar hadn't talked in like a while. Not, not, a, not for any reason, but so he like lives in England and so yeah. the time difference is hard, you know? So like just to like keep up is like a hard thing, but like we talked to each other and it was like a really nice thing to kind of like talk and remember and, and reminisce on that like in, yeah but yeah it was nice in the in the in the face of like that really sad thing i mean i'll just i'll just wait i'll just hold on to the, the lamorpher you know and if the time comes i'll be ready all right well we're gonna take a quick commercial break but we'll be right back with sandwiches discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions. Beyond Zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality, and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles. And electrified doesn't just mean plugified either. Toyota offers more low- and zero-emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. But it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified-vehicles slash beyond-zero-vision. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Okay, and we're back. So Sam, now we want to play a little game with you that is called Legit Moan or Unnecessary Groan. Legit Moan. Unnecessary Groan. And basically, (laughs) this is inspired by a now defunct column in our local paper growing up called the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And there was this section called Monday Moaning that we used to read where every Monday the paper would print extremely petty complaints that their readers would submit. We used to find them very funny as kids and we find them even funnier today as adults. (laughs) So we picked a few for you and we will decide whether we will individually decide whether we think they're legit moans or unnecessary groans. And again, these are all at least 10 years old. Okay. But Let's get to it. <laughs> I can't right. wait. So I found these this morning. First one is from Parma, Ohio. It's a short one. My moan is about people cutting grass. I don't know who's lazier. People who have their grass cut or people cutting the grass with equipment worth $10,000 for a postage stamp sized lot. So this person is upset saying people are lazy if they hire someone to cut their yard, but also saying people are lazy if they buy a lot of equipment to cut a small yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, I don't know what you want from these people. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they think 
people should use like more equipment that's cut it themselves, but use more pared down equipment if they have a smaller (laughs) yard. I think that's what they're saying. I think. Yeah, I think. But like, even the complaint is like confusing. It is. Because like, you can't be mad at both. Like, if you don't want to use proper equipment, let them then get somebody professionally to come do that lawn for them. Agree. Also, you're trying to have garden workers and like lawn care professionals unemployoid out there. Right. No. I'm that unnecessary grown this one. Unnecessary. Vanessa, what do you think? think I'm saying the same thing. If you want people to cut their lawns, you don't get to pick their lawnmower. Get, Get a grip. I cut my lawn. Okay. And I have a a pretty modest lawnmower. It's electric. It's not a big deal. Well, this person would love you. (laughs) But yeah, so I think I fit in that category of having a pretty small setup for my yard. But I also would think if I got a nicer lawnmower or hired someone to do it, that would be cool. I wouldn't say like that makes me lazy. So I think this is a really misguided moan. I agree. So I'm going to say unnecessary grown as well. Also, this person has a lot of spare time. (laughs) So they're watching somebody how the, the lawn mowing goes and they're like ah uh, you should do what i do for my lawn and then all your your gear is too small or too big it shouldn't be that like, <laughs> yes. no. i picture this person on their front porch the person next to them has landscapers he's like they're lazy the person that ride them has like a riding lawn mower is like oh they're lazy and it's like <laughs> yeah. find something else to worry about find yeah, something exactly. else exactly find some, their, like, it's a real <laughs> <laughs> they're out there like cutting each blade individually with scissors like see that's how you know the exact height get real all right uh get so real. we're in agreement on that one vanessa do you want to read the ne- this next one is a little bit halloween theme but i think it's still you know just relevant i think it's yeah yeah to the gentleman who was surprised when trick-or-treaters discarded his wife's homemade brownies certainly tossing them as garbage into your yard was pretty rude but are you really surprised they weren't eaten? It's a shame that your wife's thoughtful efforts went to waste. (laughs) In this age of demented people trying to harm children by poisoning them or putting pins into their candy, I wouldn't allow my daughter to eat homemade brownies unless they were from somebody I knew well enough to be certain she wouldn't come to harm by eating them. Stick to store-bought candy. It's much less work for everybody involved, and you can be certain it won't go to waste. That's from Medina, Ohio. I think legit moan. Legit, legit moan. Okay. And they even call out the fact that, yes, it's rude to throw it in the front lawn, but you shouldn't be giving out, like, <laughs> to, to strangers, baked goods. Because also, who knows, allergies, we don't know what you're doing right. with these. Yes, I agree. Just don't, you know what, ma'am? First of all, yeah, just buy some candy. Also, get in or get out. Get in or get out. You know? Exactly. Jonah and I have talked about, you know, there are worse things to be given, including pennies and apples, which we've gotten on <laughs> yes. yeah. Halloween. And those are. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this person has a very, it's a legit moan. I think this is a good point. Like you just, in this day and age, you, you can't be making your homemade brownies. Yeah. There's, yeah. Al- yeah. Aside from just, even if we trust this woman, we don't know her well enough to have a list of ingredients. Yeah, exactly. Or like, even if they're posted, like, can we really true? Like, who's the overseeing eye that's like making sure she's using these ingredients? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. What's the standard here? Exactly. Also, you know, I, I bet it goes back to this thing. Like, I'm sure her husband or whatever, her neighbor was like, it's lazy to buy candy. You got to make it yourself. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. just let's get over this laziness. Let's let's use the things that we can buy to make all of our lives easier. Yes. That is capitalism. It's called capitalism. And I support it. Yes. 
I mean, I think the tone of the letter is harsh to the gentleman, like in this age of demented people, like it's like very kind of (laughs) dramatic, it feels like. Also, it feels a little bit like, how did this guy find this out? Like, did this other guy like confide in him or like, did this other guy tell him? And instead of him being like, I think it's okay, like she should like be just buying candy. He he decided to just go straight to Monday morning with that opinion. (laughs) Right, right. Sorry, Tony, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I was actually just watching Freaks and Geeks, and there's an episode where the mom, like, bakes stuff, and none of the kids will eat it, and, you know, it's kind of sad for her. And I do think, like, there can be a nice sentiment of, like, wanting to make something and do something special. But, yeah, it just feels like that time has just kind of passed, and we need to kind of accept it. And a lot of these Monday moans are people who are very stuck in the past. It's just not the way things are now. Just buy some candy. It's just easier. Just make your life easier, you know? You don't need to cut every blade of grass. You don't need to bake brownies. Just, yeah. You're grouping these people together. Why am I being such an asshole today? I'm like, I'm making all these, like, observations that are so, like, okay. So what do we think? Do we think this is a legit moan? Yeah, I think it's legit. Yeah, I think it's legit. Okay, the messaging is harsh, but the message is salient. Yes, yes. Okay, exactly. Fair. Very well put. This is the last one. This one's short but sweet. Lynnhurst, Ohio. I wish neighbors on either side of me would tend to their own business and not mine. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Sam? I feel like we're missing a little bit of context. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I think so too. I'm not entirely sure. Like, what is on either side of you? That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the maybe on either side of me and the police and the <laughs> child protective services would just get off my back. Uh, yeah, I think you're not giving us the whole picture here. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tough one to judge. And also, yeah. It's interesting to write this into a local paper and not provide. That was my first thought was like, yes. do you have a friend or is there? Yeah. I think if I can take a leap here, the logic is maybe my neighbors will see this. And they will know it's me and it's like a subtle message. My only thing about that is almost everybody in Lindhurst, Ohio, has neighbors on either side of them. Okay, yeah. You know, unless you live on, you know, the first house on the street or something like that. So, and even in that case, you might be on a corner where there are people on either side. So the point is, I'm not going to get into the way (laughs) the city is divided, but I just want to say, yeah, it is really, unless this person... (laughs) Is always telling their neighbors how much they love Monday Moaning and love to write into it. Yeah, right. Or if they purposely plan to write this and then say, did you see Monday Moaning today? One of my complaints got posted. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It could be, it could right, be exactly. a little too subtle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or like in my head, they tried to do that and then they were, they got a little nervous about it. So they were, they wrote, in like some details and like that's too obvious and like describe <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, lifting yeah. out line by line until that <laughs> yeah. was all that was left <laughs> they kept cutting out the details until there was literally just my neighbors would mind their own business there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just so many x's on that paper just lines crossed out yeah <laughs> this one is truly a hard one to judge but just 
based on this person's coping mechanisms <laughs> with when they're faced with neighbors they're not crazy about, I feel like it's hard for me to support it because yeah. unless, you know, sometimes we've ha- once found like a continuation of like someone responded to someone else's oh, really? Monday moaning. Yeah. And like, I wonder if this person would respond to their own moaning like the next week and say like, just to be a little more specific, this is who I am and these are the specific things that happened and like, you know who you are, neighbors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. that's something that I made up that it probably didn't happen. So in that case... Uh, yeah, I'm going to call this an unnecessary uh, groan just because it's too general. Groan. I agree. Sam, what do we think? I'm going to say unnecessary groan because it, it truly, quite literally, you're groaning, but there's no details. Unnecessary. You haven't said anything, so it's unnecessary. I'm going to agree with both of you. And I think by calling this legitimate, you're really rewarding this, like, the most, like, passive-aggressive way <laughs> yeah. to deal yes. with your problems. And I just yes. cannot. I can't put my stamp on that. I'm saying unnecessary groan all the way on this one. I agree. And... If this was a herald, each of those scenes, the scenelets would have been about all three of the houses. And then so the one in the center, it has the lawn that's not taken care of or it has a lawn, that uh, a complicated lawnmower and then baked brownies. And the one on one side is complaining about the lawnmower and the one on the other side is complaining about the brownies. And then that's how it all comes together. The last act, all it makes one big scene where you've seen all the little things and they all come together in that last one and complain about it. And this is the letter. The person's like, get off my back. Scene. Oh my God. Incredible. And then at the end, they go, Thank you so much for coming tonight. Be sure to tip your bartenders. They're going to use that money to pay for dumb things like rent and insulin. <laughs> <laughs> they use it for stuff like college dues and college dues, rent, child support, rent, like- insulin. <laughs> insulin. <laughs> so, okay. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> 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 Sam, what a delight this has been. And where can people find you? You can find me on the IG. I'm on the IG, you know, the Sam Richardson. I don't really use Twitter because I don't like to type things. You can find me on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> and just in life, you know, after party. You can see me in after party. After party? Yes. And just other various shows. Go back and watch Detroiters, watch Champagne L. Oh, oh, Champagne L. Yes, I didn't mention that. So funny. And and Detroiters, just if people haven't seen it, it's absolutely a hilarious work of art. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Is that okay with you all? Is that okay with you all? You know? Are y'all cool with that? I hope that's fine with you. And I hope you're all right with it. I'll say also go see Office Christmas Party if you've got it. Oh yeah. You know? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the time, the time we spent in Atlanta doing Office Christmas Party together. Who could ever forget? Who, Who could, could ever, ever forget? forget. <laughs> the times. Confederate Cemetery across from our hotel and being like, we probably shouldn't be here. You know, there was like <laughs> a, a cannon. <laughs> a Confederate cannon that was pointed directly at the elevator. So when you get off the elevator, you're faced by a cannon that was used to kill, <laughs> I'd say, hundreds of <laughs> of soldiers. Very sp- spooky, scary Very spooky. for us. And they would do like demonstrations and stuff and like have reenactments. Oh, in yeah, there. they would do demonstrations. Yeah, there was like a big Confederate funeral reenactment or something yeah. one day. And <laughs> yeah, I thought we'll steer clear of that. It was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the memories. Oh, the memories. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Sam, for joining us today. That was so much fun. <laughs>
This has been the best. Thank you so this much. This has for been having so me. much fun. Oh my gosh. This has been incredible. And we wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listening. And say if you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we'll discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like action packed. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm talking like this. This put me in a real silly mood. Action packed <laughs> television shows is what I meant to say. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.